The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Starlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, School Chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. Hello everybody, great to have you as part of our audience again. Today we have, uh, well she's not a visitor, I was going to say a visitor, but she's not a visitor, definitely part of our Skeggs community. Uh, Chris Gleisner, who some of you might have met, Chris has been part of Skeggs for a long time. When did you first start here, Chris? Maybe 2004 or something like that. 2004. Teaching darkroom photography back in the ancient days. So you started teaching photography here at Skeggs before the current uh, art rooms were here, That's obviously. right, in the demountables. And in the demountables. S- they set up a dark room. Which yeah, I everybody, remember. that was kind of in the early days of digital. Well, not early, but yeah, kind of early. It's all gone so quickly, the tech with photography. But, um, and I remember people saying, oh, they're setting up a dark room. Like, just as things. Yeah. But um, dark rooms are still great. It's such a different process. Than and digital, so and that was yeah. during the time when they were building the JF building. That's and, right. Yeah, up on the netball court when you had yeah. the dark room up on the netball court. Yep, the olden days. In the olden days. <laughs> the olden days. We're <laughs> so all you, getting a bit olden, that's aren't right. we, Gary? <laughs> Golden and olden. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So I taught for I taught after school photography for about ten years, um, and then my commercial work really kind of was picking up, and I. I it was more and more difficult to commit to, you know, those afternoons when commercial sure. work was coming up. I was very hesitant to stop teaching, but it was just that phase where I, you know, had a mortgage, had to yeah. focus on getting money rolling in a bit more. So, yeah, but I loved that. I'm still in touch with some of the girls from really early on. Yeah. You know, they're married, some have kids, yeah. you know, so it's, it's nice to kind of follow them. So can you talk about that photography as being a vehicle to, obviously you made that connection, you're not standing at the front of a class and just saying this is how you take a photo. Yeah. How was how that a vehicle of making or connecting to some of those students who, you know, you, you're not a, a full-time staff member here, you're not, you yeah. don't have a particular department, but you definitely, you know, a lot of people know who you are and you make those connections. How, how did photography help you to do that? Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think I was attracted to being a photographer. I'm a pretty social person and I'm very interested in people and their stories. And for me, I will, it will, this will connect to the skeg skills, but for me, um, photography was kind of like a passport into almost any world you want to get yourself into. Right. If you, if you can do it. If you do it well and you're genuine and people trust you, um, and if you're genuine, I think people do trust you, you can um, 
kind of put yourself in all kinds of situations. Over the years, you know, I've, I've learned about other cultures, other communities, um, sort of, and, and I guess as a photographer, I'm a bit of a, I'm translating everything, obviously, from my own perspective, but you're trying to tap into how other people see the world too. You're trying to communicate something for the people you're photographing yeah, right. as well. So you try, it's, there's a process of understanding other people um, and doing them justice. So, and, and teaching at Skeggs was really just another one. I had been teaching, um, I had been teaching photography workshops for Mission Australia at their Creative Youth Initiatives program. And, you know, we had a, a small class of, of students who were really had some huge challenges in their life with mental health or just all kinds of things um and so to come to skeggs from that i mean it was just such a different world Mm, you know mm. um in what way well you know people showed up (laughs) (laughs) for class and had a camera and you know like and i i don't when I laugh, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. It's, you know, a lot of the young people at the Mission Australia, uh, in the Mission Australia program, really had some traumatic, yeah, sure, uh, experiences and. Um, so to turn up for a photography class, yeah, where would everybody be an, an achievement for yes, a lot of people, yes, um, and and then coming into Skeggs and just, yeah, I think I connected pretty quickly with a lot of the girls just getting to know mm. them mm. um and sort of challenging them to get out and use photography in a similar way to kind of explore themselves explore the world around them um and we had fun we did some night photography workshops and you know great and and darkroom photography is really social that's what i was saying about digital and and darkroom are so different because if you're teaching digital you know you're sitting at a computer, you're yeah. editing, and, and people think they just know how to use their digital camera anyway. Whereas with film, you know, trying, you don't see the result right away, so you've got to learn how to set yeah, the sure. settings on the camera. And then you sit around in the dark room around chemicals, and, and it's more social. You're chatting, you're, you know, lots of gossiping, and, yeah. you know, you learn a lot about the girls just because everybody's chatting while they're while they're making photos in a dark room so. do, do you think there's a future for dark room photography i think in the sense that um there's a future for any kind of um art practice for people who like to use it of course it'll mm. of course it's going to be a niche sort of yeah. area of photography i mean i don't i really don't shoot film or or anything um anymore but it's a bit like people who still like vinyl compared to spotify yeah and there's a different process with darkroom and uh photography um it's much more hands-on in in a, in a kind of feeling way yeah, right. <laughs> you know yeah, what I, sure. I don't know yeah, it's i don't got crea- the right words for do that. you feel like you're saying it's more creative in some well, ways well you know if you're in the it's like oil painting versus you know graphite pencil drawings it just depends on the process of the artist and and how they want yeah you know how they like to work so there's always going to be people that's the way they like to work and it suits their practice yeah um i like what you said about you know art well we're talking about photography but 
art being a, a, a vessel of communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, of not just communicating ideas and someone looking at it and trying to guess what the idea is, but being able to um, connect with people and to share ideas and to understand others. Yeah. And you've been uh, taking all these photos for the last... 18 months, 12 months for the Skeggs. What's it called, actually, the book? It's um, A Year in the Life, 2020, yep. A Year in the Life of Skeggs Starlinghurst. Yeah. So this is a, a, a new book that's been put together by Chris, uh, which was, I guess, commissioned for the 125th birthday of Skeggs yep. Darlinghurst. Now, and you were asked to take lots of photos about what happens in the life of Skeggs. However, there was a little bit of a, a glitch in the system. Just small. <laughs> this thing called COVID-19. How, how did it make it difficult to, to do that? Or was it difficult to, to record those things? Uh, no, I, no, I don't think it made it difficult. Uh, it just made it different. I remember talking to Tina in the office at the beginning of the year thinking, I really want to find what it is about 2020 yeah, that right. makes 2020 the year that it is. This is before school closed. <laughs> and, you know, before... Look, COVID was there, but we didn't, none of us anticipated... Well, mm. not many of us anticipated what the year was going to be like. Um, and I remember saying to uh, Tina couple months in well I think we found what defines 2020 yeah right <laughs> so you know everything was cancelled everything you know I didn't go with the year six I think it was a year six kids to Canberra because it was like there were so many things happening yeah. in the year and we just had to choose what we were going to cover because we couldn't cover everything and in the end I thought well you know I'm looking back thinking I should have gone to Canberra because that was little did we know that was like the last like <laughs> you know, yeah. camp or whatever that was going to be happening. Although they did have the year two camp in the end and stuff at the end of the year. But um, but I think that as with anything, when you're photographing people and making the connections, I'm always just looking for capturing the essence of what's happening. Um, always looking for emotion um, and always trying to tell a story. So when you're... I see photography as another, it's it's like written communication, but visual. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're taking a picture of something and you want to tell a story, if you want to do that all in one photo, you're trying to include mm. th clues in the photo for the person reading it about what's going on. And I think I was saying, you know, other than you being the most photographed guy at the oh, school. Oh, no, that can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, someone like Eddie, who's the videographer here, um, she's in so many photos because, yeah. um, you know, she was filming everything. And I, and I wanted to include her in some of these photos to communicate that, to say, like, this is different. We're not just having a, an event. We're yeah. having an event that we have to film yeah, yeah, to right. show the Great. school community. So it's important, yeah. you know, it, what you leave out of a photo is as important as what you put in, but... Like the behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes. Oh. So it was a... The book is kind of... It's a documentary. You know, it's not 
I start, you have to decide from the beginning, is this going to be like an art book, you yeah. know, where every picture is just an art piece, yeah. and, or is it going to be a documentary? Yeah. Um, and it can be both. Some like, there's a crossover, but primarily for me, this was documentary photography. Yeah. So it's not as staged. Rarely, nothing staged. You know, there might be some portraits where they're, you know, someone's looking at me and I've t- I've, it's more of a portrait photo, but... I was, and the great thing about being around all year is the kids got used to me. Yeah. You know, I could be like a meter and a half, COVID safe, (laughs) (laughs) away from the students and just be right in there when they were doing things. And they just ignored me in the end. At first, the beginning of the year, it's more like, take a photo of me. Although that happened to the end of the year as well. But, (laughs) you know, they get used to you. And that's the best scenario for documentary photographers, that people are comfortable with you. They're used to you. You can be right up almost in their faces and they're not, they're not, affected by it sure so much you know yeah. everybody yeah. knows you're there they, yeah it just becomes it just becomes quite natural so yeah. it just gets better and better as the year goes on and you become more integrated into what's happening at the school well that's what i was going to ask i think you know you've been here since 2004 you've had a bit of a feel for the school you get given this project would you say from doing this project you um learnt more about the school or is there mm. some if you if you were to take all those photos and and look at them and go okay this is the essence of Skeggs what would you say it would be and would, was that a surprise to say what you might have believed it was before the essence of Skeggs okay what what did it what if you took them all together and you know we we could see all those photos together what would it be saying about Skeggs do you think was that too hard a question. No, I just hadn't, it's, let me just, yeah, I think my impression of Skeggs. Yeah. um, Because you took the photos. Yeah, yeah. I think that most of the kids have a pretty great experience. I I just kept looking at what the kids had the opportunities to do and to be involved in. And, you know, as you know, we do work in Cambodia and I'm always kind of like, whoa, you know, I go to Cambodia and I think, wow, kids at Skeggs and like there's such a divide mm. um, in that experience. And I just think how, I, I thought a few times, how could you not have fun coming to Skeggs? I know it's more complex than that. And a lot of kids struggle with all kinds of issues in high school. And I'm not I'm not downplaying that at all, regardless of where you go to school. There's yeah. all kinds of things that you know kids are challenged by um but you kind of think wow like the kind of things they have exposure to the opportunities and yeah the quality of the education i'm not trying to sell the school i'm just saying like yeah wow you when you have insight into what other kids around the world you know you Mm. just you just wish everybody Every kid yeah, could have sure. that kind of like experience, but and I thought the resilience of the kids and kids adapt. I think one of the great things about doing the project in 2020 for me was one, like all my commercial work just vanished overnight because it's all involved with corporate and people yeah. and events and people weren't coming together. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to immerse in a school environment with kids who adapt, you know, they have this resilience where. Everything's been cancelled, but they're still happy to come here and see their friends. And yeah, and you know the joy when that 
the year 12s and the, the primary school in particular when school opened back up and everyone was coming and, you know, supposed to be socially distanced, hugging each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so happy to be back. And, and what you realize is that what matters is just friendships and yeah. and relationships um and and within that you still have all the range of experiences so you don't need to go to Canberra you don't yeah. need to do all those things to have meaningful experiences yeah. connections and, and that's what I've tried I tried to really capture the you know the moments that were meaningful well that's all right I think um I might have said this another time where uh the day after, or you know, the weekend after we locked down, mm. when a girl said to me, I did a, a Zoom session with her, and she said she already was missing the presence of other people. Yeah. Not just her friends, but just, you know, the buzz of having other people around, people she didn't even know. Yeah. And yeah, I think, that, I think, I guess this is what you're saying, capturing the. The community it's not just the individuals of the community but the almost what binds the community is important as well and that need for like personal contact as well you yeah. know we're social i think most people are have some level of socialness about them yeah, you know for sure. um and you know i have to admit like i was happy to not go anywhere on the weekends and stuff but i had skegs during the week and i didn't really feel isolated in 2020 but you know, when the kids are home, you have social media and you have the tech, which absolutely in a lot of ways made that experience easier, especially somewhere like Skigs that has the, the resources to connect, yeah. even though the teachers were thrown for a massive loop, I know, you know, overnight had to shift so much about the way they were teaching. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was amazed. They did an incredible job, like when this came out of nowhere for most of them. Um and a good teacher might not be a super tech-savvy teacher, but, you know, most people managed. Yeah, yeah. Um, had to get by. I yeah, know. I mean, so social media, and then when they're all home and the girls can connect, and social media and that kind of world is a double-edged sword for young people. I mean, I often say I'm really glad that wasn't around when I was young. You know, the, yeah. the FOMO, the fear of missing out, and then, you know, kids see if they're not included in things, and... Um, you know, there's a party and all these pictures and oh, I wasn't there. Like, I, you know, I can't imagine that. And I'm really glad that wasn't there when I was young. Um, yeah, it's a hard and it's me a being, world and a hard me world. being stupid as a kid. And thank God that wasn't documented <laughs> at different times. But, you know, when they were home and they could connect and, you know, that that is the plus side. Yeah, so, sure. But it doesn't replace, you know, giving your friend a hug. That's or, right. Or That's being right. with them in person. It's the evils of photography, maybe. The evils? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. It, it's about who's using the camera. It's about how evil it is or not. I always say to, you know, when someone's not being, you know, of course everyone's nice. Yeah. But, and I'm not talking about skanks. But, you know, I've had instances where a CEO of some big company like acts like they don't have time for me to do their photo. And I'm mm. thinking... You should be nice to me. <laughs> your right. image. I am controlling your image out into the world. You don't know my power there. Could choose uh, the worst one. I, yeah. Like I can, I can get rid of that, you know, pimple on the tip of your nose or not. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you know, be nice to the photographer is, is always a, uh, That's right. a good rule to keep in mind. <laughs> well, I guess it's the same with this book, isn't it? Like it's how you're taking photos because you can't avoid not having an agenda or not, not an agenda, so to speak, but you always a have a perspective. Yeah. And you're all, you should be always aware of your, that you are communicating from your own perspective yeah. and anyone looking at images or, or reading an article. I mean, it's, it's being savvy about reading anything, hmm. you know, that the author, and when I say author, it's the photographer, it's the writer, it's whoever's communicating has a perspective. Yeah. And it's coming from that perspective. So it's wise to always be aware of that. And and as the person writing or taking photos or whatever, you should be aware of that too. Um, and you can't completely get rid of your perspective. But yeah. when you are documenting other people, you're trying to do justice to, to them as well. Yeah. And not just... It's like saying, you know, if somebody says, I'm not racist, like... The, you kind of are saying, well, we are all living in this system, so we need to be aware of our yeah, behaviors sure. and all that kind of sure. thing. It's the same with, with photos or writing. Yeah. You need to be aware of your biases yeah. so that you can keep... Yeah. You can't get rid of them, but you no, need to keep them... Right, to be aware of it. To be because aware of them. you know them. that things will influence you. You can't escape the world we live in completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you can... Photos lie. Yeah. They're always lying. You know, it's like, what does someone put on social media? They're not putting themselves crying in a corner because yeah. they're depressed. Mm. They're putting when they're at the beach looking amazing or, or whatever. Mm. Like, you're editing your life, and I'm editing life here. Mm. You, I mean, you know, and the purpose, and I'm aware of the purpose of the photos I'm taking as well, and I'm not. You know, I wasn't getting up in the girls' faces when they were crying during the HSC exams. Yeah, you know, yeah. that happens and that's life. But, you know, maybe that's not, <laughs> you know, yeah. you need to use your judgment along the way. And and the book is kind of like your social media face as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's the good stuff along the way for the most part. And when's it, when's it coming out? It's. I think what it's being, it being launched. Released? Is it found called Foundation Day? Oh, okay. So third term. in July. In July. Um, for the 126th Great. anniversary. So that'll be great. Launched. Well, look out for it, everyone. Now you know the the, the yes. face or the name, hopefully, the words, the, the voice behind the Hopefully, everyone will find the, themselves the um, in the book somewhere. Right. I really try. Yeah. I hope I can my find best. myself in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to look really not hard. <laughs> <laughs> And that photo, you know, when you say photos lie, that photo of me looking old and tired and like... Oh, no, that's the it, truth. That's the it, truth. Photos can also tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't touch you up. <laughs> Don't need to. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. Um, I just want to quickly come back to finish off, come back to what you're saying about Cambodia mm-hmm. and the, the difference of when you go to Cambodia and what you experience here. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about your interest in Cambodia and what you do there, because I know that here at Skegs, we have been supporting that project in different ways over the years, Um, had some fundraising, we've sent some stuff over, some educational gear, we've had computers computers and laptops, had teachers go over there and visit, hoping, and we've had kids go to, not necessarily to to the school, (laughs) haven't been to the school, but we've been um, 
had kids go over to Cambodia on a different project. Yeah. Um, tell, can you tell us just a little bit about it, how you got involved and mm. what you're trying to do? Mm. Um, I think I've always been... Actually, my university degree is in social science, so I've all, and I've always um, been pretty passionate about social justice. Um, and, you know, along the way, you do all these... You, know, you might volunteer here and there and... Um, I'd been thinking for a long time that I wanted to do something more than just kind of, you know, donating mm, sure. to something once a month or, or volunteering every so often. And it was during, it was for International Women's Day 2013, I think. We went to see a film called Half the Sky, a documentary, and there's also a book. And it really got me thinking. It was about the oppression of women and girls around the world and, and the impact that was having as a social justice issue. So I read the book and um, it was talking about this organization that did work in Cambodia for schools and particularly supporting girls. So long story short, I I contacted them and we got matched up with a school um, in rural Cambodia. I really wanted to focus on something kind of in the Asia Pacific region. Um, And Cambodia is one of the poorest countries in that region. And I wanted to focus on education as far as where I was putting my energy um, because it's, it's such an empowering thing, you know. Um, no one can take away someone's education, mm. you know. You can, lose, you can lose everything, but you've still got what's inside you, your spirit, your education. So I wanted to focus on that for, you know, empowering people to... I know it's kind of a cliche thing, but the, the self-determination is the ultimate goal is that people can build their own lives. Um, so we've been doing that since 2013, wanted to go over there, see what it was that we were actually supporting. And it's evolved. Um, we've now left that initial organization and set up our own local NGO over there. And I was going twice a year. Um, but with COVID, I'm not even sure when we can go again. But we, you know, through supporters like the Skates community, we've been able to provide um, laptops and uh, we pay for electricity. We, we run an English program, a computer program. We've set up a library. All those things that, you know, these kids just don't have access yeah. to. Now the school's being essentially canceled, moving into the second year in a row. Wow. Um, they don't have the tech advantages yeah. of yeah. schools like Skeggs and you know, and most schools in Australia compared to Cambodia. Uh, but yeah, we've we're actually having a mobile library. The teachers are dropping books off to the kids. We are working out how to get um, internet connections um, to the kids in the village. So we're buying. We're looking at investing in routers, and you know, maybe three or four houses can connect so well, you know so the teachers are still teaching and yeah they're trying we're trying to teach well, online because the situation is such that the government you know the rule covid rules are that they can't teach they were teaching around the village mm. like in small groups but now the situation's gotten a bit worse and they're not allowed to do that so we really have to work out a way that these kids don't miss another year another full year of learning so we're yeah we're we're the little Exo computers, they're kind of a bit different from normal laptops. Mm. We're distributing them to the kids. But, yeah, it's the issue, 
you know, there's always the challenges. We've got to, not all the kids have electricity. Almost none of them have access to the internet. So we've got to build this infrastructure in the village. But we're up for it. Like, like everyone else, we just have to try and adapt and, Mm. um, good on you. See where we go with it. But the kids are, they're all resilient. And our teachers, I'm really impressed with how they've dealt with it. Um, how proactive they've mm. been but yeah so we're getting the kids books to read at home and trying to teach online but trying to increase the number of kids that actually can access that mm. so. it sounds like you've been drawn into schools throughout your life like it wasn't intentional yeah but there have been some some forces drawing you into schools and there's something sort of comfortable about schools mm. for you is that right yeah i mean i never I never thought I would be a teacher, but I guess you're right. Looking back, I've been involved in that in some way or another, just through, even just through photography. Um, mm. I like kids, I guess. Mm. <laughs> That's I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I find it fun to be around kids. Mm. They say, you know, the things they say and the their resilience and their joy, you know, in life um it was quite nice respite in 2020 you felt i mean you i'm sure you felt this way as well that being around the kids for that year and being in a school environment kind of normalized what was a very abnormal year you know you'd come in here and so much is kind of still the same as much as you're changing you have to change maybe the way you're teaching at times or communicating with the school. Yeah, but those connections, like we were talking about before, they yeah. remain the same. I mean, you go out on the lawn at lunchtime, and yeah. how different is it from any other yeah. time? Not really. It's yeah. um, So it, it was really lucky. I felt really fortunate for the year to be immersed in that yeah. and not focusing on the fact that, you know, no, that's Things good. felt like they were falling apart in the no, wider world. No, it is. And it's, it's nice to have that community to, <laughs> you know, to come back to and to connect And to. I know everyone, I think I've met everyone at the school. Does anyone out there who hasn't met me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you've been hiding. <laughs> come and get a photo. Are you in the basement somewhere? <laughs> yeah. You've missed out on the book, but I'll still take a photo. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, maybe. So, maybe. It can be the second edition. Yeah. The extended edition. Jenny, we need a 2022 book. 22 book. That's right. <laughs> keep you employed. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Chris. It's been great to talk to you. And yeah. as I said, it's it's good to hear the the mind or the voice behind the book when it comes Thank out you. in July. I'm sure many people will have a look at it and um, be looking for their for their part in it. Yeah. I know I will be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it's great to have you. In. He'll be available for book signing when the book comes That's out. That's right. On the lawn every lunchtime. Every lunchtime. Every lunchtime. <laughs> you won't miss him. Um, <laughs> signing his posters. I think he's got that planned. Ah, uh, come on, Chris. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, great to, yeah. great to have you all here with us uh, in our conversation today and as usual if you've got some feedback love to hear from you if you'd like to be part of this love to hear from you any sort of questions or comments always good to hear from you but um, 
Thanks for joining us and take care of yourselves. Thanks. Can I just say thanks for having me? Ah, by all means, Chris. <laughs> thanks, Gary. It's lovely. Thanks for thinking of me as a as a interview subject. You're fantastic. <laughs> take care, everyone. Bye now. Bye.